For sure, it's Talkin' Hockey, the Hockey Talkin' Show. How are you doing today? It is a beautiful Monday, February 27th, here in uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba. You're tuned in to UMFM 101.5. This is Talkin' Hockey, the Hockey Talkin' Show. I am co-host Tom. I've got with me uh, co- guest co-host Jared. Uh, we've got co-host Randy out on assignment once again. He'll be back next week, I believe. And... Uh, this is, Jared, this is Season 5, Episode 19, an episode we're calling the West... No, uh, sorry, no, the, the Robinson, uh, the Larry Robinson, the the uh, the great number 19 for Montreal, L.A. Uh, I guess those are the, both the only two teams he played for. Um, yep. And he, he wore number 19 for both of those teams in his uh, 20-year career which spanned 1,384 games, 958 career points. He's a defenseman, of course. Uh, he won a couple of uh, Norris trophies. He won the Stanley Cup six times. His name is actually on the Cup ten times because he was a coach and, um, you know, sort of executive or whatever. Uh, after his playing days were done, he's uh, he won the Conn Smythe Trophy. He uh, is He was named to as one of the NHL's hundred greatest players when they did that a couple of years ago. And uh he was an all-star a whole bunch of times, six times. Um yeah, so that's the uh brief like that's the Coles notes on Larry Robinson. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about him a little bit, but uh I haven't said hi, how are you today? And oh. uh, so I'll just stop here and be like, Coles Jared, uh hi, how are you today? Oh, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, <laughs> not too shabby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just started saying, just saying before we started recording, uh, a little bit sore. Uh, played yeah. a lot of hockey this weekend. Me um, too. Yeah. So me too. Not as much. Well, no, not as much as you, but, but pretty uh, close, probably. Pretty close. Yeah. 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 And we yeah, watched no. a lot of hockey this weekend too. So this is going to be a great episode of Talking Hockey, yeah, the Hockey talk- Talk Show, because we've got a lot of hockey to talk about. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> when the best episodes happen. I'm I'm certain. Yeah. 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 Larry Robinson, Le Grand Oiseau, the, ba- <laughs> the big bird. Who gave he, him that nickname? Do you know? Uh well, so he was he was called Big Bird, uh, because he was a big guy. He was yeah. 6'4", 225, and then obviously he played for uh uh Les, Les Canadiens. So mm-hmm. if you're the Le big bleu, bird, bleu, Le Bleu Blanc et Rouge. Le Bleu Blanc et Rouge. Uh, if you are uh, the big bird in Montreal, you become Le Grand Oiseau. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Larry Robinson was was pretty awesome. Um, yeah. You know, his his peak years were like, I would say, 76 through about 81. And then right. uh, he. Uh, so he for was... me, 
for me, that's like I wasn't I was born in 81. So I, I didn't see those peak years. But for me, I remember him, you know, his mm -hmm. later years as a hab, but also as an L.A. King where he played for three years, you know, at the end of his career, um, because that was kind of when I started collecting hockey cards, you know, and, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I can remember that L.A. Kings, Opeachy, Larry Robinson card, uh, a beautiful card. And, yes. Uh, the only yeah. the only problem with the Kings cards is that I think he had he had gotten rid of his signature mustache by that yeah. point. Yeah, he was I think he was clean shaven. <laughs> yeah. But he uh back I... in the swinging days of the late seventies and eighties, he had some some nice facial hair to accompany his beautiful hair. So you yeah. know what? Actually, uh talking hockey, the hockey talking show, when we started making the show, before we kind of started naming episodes after, you know, jersey number guys or whatever. We, mm -hmm. we, we kind of just did like a vintage hockey hair segment and we did one about Larry Robinson because he's got such, or he had, you know, such amazing hockey hair while he played like, and I, I think he might've been a no bucket guy for a while. And then he was, he was a no bucket guy. Definitely. Yeah. But then he probably put one on a little later in his career, I think. Yeah. And so he was, uh, he had, uh, we were trading some pictures kind of back and forth today, and he had mm. this kind of like sl <laughs> slick down matted wavy thing going on in his early years. <laughs> yeah. And then, and it's then like a poodle. It, <laughs> he, he did look like a poodle. And then later he had like this crazy, uh, almost like an afro of red yeah. curls yeah. with a, with a big red beard. Yeah. So he, he looked kind of like a wild man. Uh, and then, uh, you know, he kept it tight. He had the tight duster for a while. Uh, but he came on with the Kings, uh, in 89, 90. So Is that when Gretzky went there in summer of 88, right? So he came on in Gretzky's second year and yeah. was part of, uh, the, the sort of, uh, resurgence of the kings resurgence you know? of the kings yeah he yeah. retired before they went to the finals he was done the year before i think yeah so he they played, lost to montreal he played the final three years of his career his uh age 38 39 and 40 years with the la kings and i uh i think i mentioned this on that show uh on the show before but every year uh for my birthday I would go see the Jets play the Kings because I wanted to go see Gretzky and we yeah. would get we would get really great seats behind one of the nets just under the shot clock. And so I saw him never saw him play with the with the Habs, but saw him play those three seasons with the Kings. And that's pretty cool. He had he had definitely um, lost a step. I mean, Jesus, he was 38 yeah. years old, but yeah. uh yeah, it was still still awesome to see him because I mean he is an all time, like like you said, top one hundred players of all time. Yeah, repped Canada in uh, the Canada Cup tournaments, uh, seventy six, eighty one, and eighty four, and uh, yeah, he's uh, he. he the, I think my favorite stat, one of my favorite stats of his. He is career plus minus. Of oh, his plus minus <laughs> is insane. <laughs> so good. Plus, plus 730. Yeah. And that is, that is an NHL career record, including in 76, 77. Yeah. He was a 
plus 120. Yeah, he, that uh, was the year he won his Norris Trophy, which I mean, obviously, right? Yeah. He scored 85 points that year in 77 games, plus 120. He only took yeah. 45 pims, too. This yeah. is 76-77, Broad Street Bullies, we're talking. Yeah. you know. That, and so this was the year that I was born, so I didn't really, I, I wasn't aware that this was going on at the time. But yeah. uh, <laughs> but look, looking back on it, I mean, one of only three players ever to have a plus minus rating of over a hundred and you know who are Bobby, the others do you know bobby orr yeah. uh was plus 124 and 70 70 71 and then uh gretzky of course uh right. was plus 100 in 84 85 so That's you know pretty think pretty about good connor company. think about connor mcdavid for a second how he's tearing it up in the nhl this year and has pretty much every year he's been in the nhl Mm-hmm. Like his plus minus, I mean, he's like, uh, I don't have it in front of me. I'm going to try and whip it up real quick here. But like Connor McDavid's plus minus is nowhere even close to being plus 100, you know, even though he's a, a two point a game scorer or whatever. He's had four. He's had a couple four point games in a row. Yeah. And, you know, like Connor McDavid's plus minus this year is plus nine. <laughs> <laughs> His career, so, you know, he's got 113 points in 60 games, and he's got only a plus nine. So you then you go back in context and think about what you know Robinson and and Orr and Gretzky did, being plus 120, whatever you know. And like, and I like I think too, like for Gretzky, okay, you know, the year that he was plus 100, scoring he, 200 he sco- points, he, he scored 73 goals. So yeah. you know that's. Good. Good for you, Wayne. Like And like we... advanced stats nowadays maybe have different ways they can measure players, you know, mm-hmm. a 200 foot game, if you want to call it that. But like, I mean, at the end of the day, plus minus is still a pretty telling stat. Well, yeah. If you're on a bad team, obviously, you know, like, but, but if, when you think, yeah, like, okay, Gretzky scored 73 goals and, but he's still plus a hundred, whatever, like, I don't know. It just uh, it maybe tells you a little bit like, oh, maybe Gretzky wasn't like, you know, such a bad defensive player either. Like he, he might have known what he was doing out there. <laughs> well, and to say like for for Robinson and or, you know, 124 and 120 as defensemen there yeah. there. Now, obviously, there were fewer teams in the league. Yeah. Bit a, defensemen bit do of... tend to have better plus minus numbers, I think. Yeah. I don't know exactly why that is. Um, but that's what it is. <laughs> it, it is what it is. Yeah, and so yeah. then, as you mentioned, so as a player, pardon me, uh, the big bird's name appears six times on the cup. Yeah. And then, uh, he became uh, kind of a notable coach. Yeah. So uh, he, he signed on with New Jersey after he retired. Yeah. He was with New Jersey in 93, uh, as an assistant coach. And yeah. then won uh, Stanley Cup with them in '95, and then was uh, hired away as the head coach of the Kings, uh, and left the Kings at the end of '88, '89. Came back to New Jersey, and uh, was named the interim coach of the Devils in 2000. And the team won the Stanley Cup that year. And so uh, at that time, he was the first interim coach 
to mm. guide his team to a Stanley Cup, uh, something that wouldn't be matched until 2019 when Craig Berube did it with uh, St. Louis. Louis. And, and he was actually working and, for St. Louis And Larry Robinson time. was working with St. Louis as a yeah. senior consultant to hockey operations. So that's his 10th Stanley Cup in 2019. His 10th, got, yeah. And his first one would have been which year? Like... Uh, you know, mm-hmm. some 70 something, I guess. Let me go back here and see. Well, his rookie year, 1972, 73 at age yeah. 21, he he was on a Stanley Cup winning team. On those like games. those those crazy yeah. Habs teams of the 70s. He won yeah. 73, 76, 77, 78, 79. Yeah, they won four and in then, a row. And then the the surprise yeah. cup in the 1986 cup over Calgary. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that was pretty wild. Well, Larry Robinson, let's move on here, Jared. We're about halfway through the first period of our show. Yeah. And um we so we, we we've talked a, a lot of Larry Robinson, the big bird. And uh great number 19, you know, mm-hmm. in previous seasons we talked um uh we talked Joe Sackick, we talked Steve Eisenman, mm-hmm. a couple awesome number 19s. Um so yeah, Larry's right up there with him. And you know, as a kind of um uh, Joe Sackick was always a favorite of mine. So I, I, one of the Jersey numbers that I have on some of my jerseys is 19. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's a fun number to wear. I'll tell you that, but, <laughs> but let's talk. So today being mm-hmm. Sunday, we're recording on Sunday. This is airing Monday yep. uh, today. Beautiful day in Winnipeg, Manitoba to be out on the uh, ice. And I played in a little tournament called the catfish cup. Now listeners, you might remember earlier in season five, we had Andrew and Todd from the Dirty Catfish Brass Band on the show mm-hmm. talking some hockey. Uh, that was back in like October, I'm going to say. Um, yeah, it seems about right. Yep. Yeah. And they they at the time were recounting their uh, catfish cup that they had, uh, which was in a blizzard last year, but it worked out all right. And um, anyway, this is like, I don't know, second, third annual catfish cup. And mm-hmm. it seems to be growing and it's getting pretty good. And when they were on the show, they put out a bit of a challenge to, you know, other bands to uh, to get out there and whatever. So the tournament grew a little bit this year. There was, uh, you know, six teams. It was four on four. So, you know, there's 24-ish whatever players. And uh, um, yeah, it was, it was a full day. Well, not a full day, but, you know, uh, four or five hours of playing hockey out on the river in uh, Winnipeg and the the setup was amazing um fireman Keith I think his name was is the guy who maintains the rink but he's got the help of some neighbors there kind of in behind his house in in Wolseley area mm-hmm. and you know he's got uh, some end boards and some like uh nice kind of uh, plastic uh type of thick panel type stuff around the bottom of the boards on the end and in the corners. And then, uh, you know, the sides are just like squared off nicely with kind of ice boards or whatever and snow piled up. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just a beautiful little rink and he's got trees all lined up around it. There's a fire pit, there's benches and all kinds of stuff is great. Um, and, uh, yeah, a, a very fun day of four on four, uh shinny um and that's that, how it, that's how it's supposed to be 
Yeah, that it, it it really is. So co-host Randy, listeners, if you don't know, he's making uh, and you should you should know because you listen to the show and whatever. But um, he's making a, a documentary series about you know outdoor hockey and the culture of outdoor hockey, and he's been traveling around filming stuff and uh, putting together these little um documentary videos uh he's done he's released you know a handful four or five maybe right now um and there's more coming all the time um but anyway uh yeah just that outdoor hockey vibe that culture of that is so fun you know um and like the weather has been (laughs) it's been on the chilly side lately so a, a break in the weather today it was like minus six just perfect perfect the sun is out uh the ice was the ice was great you know i mean after a bunch of hockey obviously it gets a little chewed up but what are you gonna do Mm -hmm. Uh, it's all part of it so yeah it was a good time that's uh that's super cool that you uh that you got down there to play um the outdoor hockey club uh, documentary series that you mentioned uh randy just dropped episode four uh, which was on uh, Beaver Creek Farms, yeah. Uh, which uh, filmed here in uh, in Manitoba, and uh, you can uh, go check it out on YouTube. Uh, just yeah, he got a little bit of a, a, a bump. press as well with yeah, uh, was, go on the national. You know, the uh, national. so Peter Mansbridge, CBC. former host of uh, the national, uh, now retired. He's a big fan of our show here, Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. I've I think heard. it was last season. He, uh, you know, he gave us a shout out and everything. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah. Anyway, so now the national, you know, featuring uh, Randy, co-host Randy, in his outdoor hockey club video. Pretty, Very, pretty sweet. Pretty sweet stuff. Well, um, that's uh, that's that's good. You got out there on the ice today because. Uh, I kind of wasted my afternoon watching yeah. uh, watching some hockey. Uh, so we'll we'll get into that later in the show. Yeah. We're going to talk about our weekend experiences of watching hockey rather than playing hockey. We mm-hmm. do have a couple minutes before our first song where we should talk about what happened on Saturday night. Well, <laughs> well, after after last week and and let me tell you uh, so last week on the show, we uh, we sort of uh, laid out the uh, playoff format. Yeah. Before uh, we get too much further, I, w- I do want to shout out uh, listener Lambo in um, Saint Vital, who yeah. said he was driving through downtown last Monday, yeah. listening to the show, and it like the the explanation of the playoff format took him from one end of downtown to the other. <laughs> and it just left him screaming like, what? It's <laughs> so like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I yeah. still don't understand it. So, well, anyway, well, carry on. <laughs> well, uh, I will say in my dressing room yesterday, uh, coach Vince just shook his head. At us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, he was, uh, he was not necessarily impressed with our uh, explanation of a uh, double knockout playoff system. Yeah, so. well, you know what? I still what don't get it, so it's, the it's fine. Goes. Yeah. It's the way she goes. So, uh, listeners, so- what we're talking about here is Garage League playoffs. They started yeah. this week. Uh, there was game Thursday night where the Granny Sweets, the top team in the league, they were beat by upset. the... Yeah, a bit of an upset there. Beat by failed skates uh, by a score of 5-2. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the fourth place team took out the first place team. Of course, double mm-hmm. knockout 
you know, read read Wikipedia about how that works. Yeah. Um, so they're not done yet, but no. uh, quite an upset for game one. And then in game two, Saturday night, it was between uh, co-host Randy and my team, the Tempo Aluminums against, uh, you know, co-host Jared and uh, talking, watching hockey uh, guest uh, v- C- Coach Vince. So yep. your guys' team, the Sweet Tarts uh, HC. Yeah. Anyway, what a game. So it was quite the, the game. I'll just I'll just come out and say one nothing final for Sweet Tarts. Yeah. Um, a yep. play like in what world does like <laughs> recreational doesn't happen in, doesn't hockey... happen in the beer league? Yeah. <laughs> one nothing. What shout a tight, out. crazy yeah. game. Big shout out to uh, the Rocket Roger Durand. Uh, one one half of the the Duran Duran brothers. Uh, mm. he uh put us on the board in the second period. Uh, yeah. took a nice pass from Eric Mousseau, and uh, he chipped it over uh, Pipskid, your capable goaltender, and that was the only goal that went on the board. And yeah. then uh, I was saying. And then uh, you guys just sat back and let your goalie do all the work. <laughs> we held on for dear <laughs> life, Tom. Uh, your, uh, the, the, the tempos were, uh, living up to their name last night. You were coming in waves and, uh, it was, a it was a bit of a, of a knuckle, uh, biter at the, uh, at the end, but kind uh, of unbelievable that we couldn't score. Like I, it was kind of, I've rarely played in a game like that, that we had so many chances. Yeah. I alone had seven shots. I think I counted. Not yeah. including maybe a couple of whacks in the crease at the very end of the game. You know what I mean? Oh, God. Well, we had the goalie pulled for the last two minutes or so, I think it was. Pretty And we intense. must have had like 20 shots at that point, too. Yeah, like was- and our uh, we had a, we had our regular goalie, Max, was, was out of town. And uh, we were missing a couple of guys. And we brought in uh, super sub goalie, uh, goalie Don, who yeah. uh, stood on his head. He sure uh, he, did. <laughs> he was the fir- he was the first guy uh, when I arrived at the dressing room yesterday. I walked in and I'm like, "Goalie Dave." He's like, uh, "My name's Don." I'm like, "Goalie Don." He's like, "Yeah, that's me." I said, "So you're ready? Big playoff tilt tonight?" And he's like, "It's a playoff game, really." <laughs> and so it was. Yeah, but uh, he definitely he got the job done, and so. Uh, Next week, uh, you will play the Granny Suites on right. Thursday at 9.45 at the Winnipeg Winter Club. And then uh, we will play the Failed Skates on the big Saturday night tilt. Yeah. And so, so we've got to win or we're done. And then you guys, mm-hmm. you got a bit of wiggle room, I suppose. Yeah. 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 So uh, should be another great weekend of Garage League playoff hockey action. You yeah. win, you win and you stay in. And uh, if you lose, well, your season's done. So here's hoping something, something tells me that our paths will cross again on the ice Uh, at least uh, once more in at the Winnipeg, Winnipeg winter clubs. So, yeah, yeah, I'm not looking forward to that, but uh, (laughs) you know, I wish you nothing but the best. Yeah. Well, good luck to you guys too. And that was a heck of a hockey game on Saturday. One of the funnest games I've played in in quite a while. I mean, it was just like, you know, it was uh, back and forth. Although I will say we played as a team. We played exactly the way we wanted to in the dressing room after the vibe was basically like, you know, we play like that more often than not. You win yeah. uh, like it was it was. Uh, but you know what? You guys bent. You didn't break. And uh, hey, 
good hockey teams find a way to win and you guys won the there game fair and square that was a heck of a hockey game yep uh we're basically out of time for the first segment here so we're going to throw to a song so we're doing something pretty fun with songs today we're going to go with three different versions of the hockey song it's like you know it's the it's the anthem and the we're canadian, feeling pretty... the canadian national anthem yeah we're, really. we're feeling pretty hockey this week so. um so, so here because, you go yeah because we just i i just played in the dirty catfish brass band uh catfish cup tournament today then let's play the cat dirty catfish brass band from winnipeg manitoba canada this is their version of the hockey song here on talking hockey the hockey talking show Catfish Brass Band uh, with their version of the hockey song, and uh, yeah, we just heard from uh, Todd from the bra- from the uh, the Catfish, 
And uh, yeah, he uh, he had himself quite a day there on the uh, on the ice at the Catfish Cup. Uh, Jared, I think that we should switch gears a little bit and maybe talk about some of the trades, uh, ha- trade happenings, the goings ons, the uh, the the what's its and the who's its of the NHL right now because there have been some there have been some moves this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Definitely, most, most notably today. Uh, Timo Meyer was finally traded from the San Jose Sharks and he went to the New Jersey Devils and it was a big trade both ways. It wasn't just Meyer for whatever, you know, there was uh, multiple players involved. Of course, you know, maybe only one or two of them are NHL players at this point, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, lots of pieces going both ways. Yeah. Um, I so didn't you... realize I didn't realize. So, uh, you know, this news broke when we were when we were sitting at uh, the Canada Life Center and it was uh, Timo Meyer goes as expected, goes to New Jersey mm-hmm. and pending trade call. And so they didn't have any other details. And it turns out it was Timo Meyer and four other players, a draft pick. And then going back to San Jose was. Uh, four players and three, three draft, draft picks. picks. Yeah. So it's it's and a- San Jose retained salary. San Jose retained half of Meyer's salary, and there is uh, no uh, contract extension as of yet. Although you would probably assume that New Jersey is going to try and lock up Timo Meyer. Uh, yeah. Definitely the prize piece, I think, on the market, uh, and so. That's that's a big deal. That's a big deal for New Jersey. Um, you know, you put him on a line with Nico Heischer or uh, or Jack Hughes. I think and... he would go well with Heischer, honestly. Yeah, like they're he... both Swiss. Yeah, Swiss, yeah, they, they know too. one another. Oh, you know, they talk about chocolate and fondue on the bench, and <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, like I think is it Dubrat and. Uh... Uh, Hughes play together generally. Um, they do. So yeah, yeah, like if you kind of put a Meyer with Heischer, that'd be a very nice addition to the New Jersey Devils sort of top six. There's no doubt about that. Like they're a they're a good looking team. I like the mm-hmm. Devils. Um, they got some great players, and yeah, they're uh, they're going for it. They're making moves. Uh, yeah, you, lo- and, you love to see it. And there's a very good chance that uh, Jack Hughes' youngest brother, Luke, is going to join them at the end of the college season, it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that he's going to sign an NHL contract and he's going to kind of jump into the mix. Uh, and so that's, that'd be interesting if he got some games in the playoffs and stuff. I mean, we'll see, uh, yeah, number three pick over the devils. The devils have a nice defensive core though. So mm-hmm. I don't know really who comes out, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, we'll see. Maybe they work in a rotation or something, but so going back to San Jose, they get, Andreas Janssen, who I don't know that he's he's been uh, in minors all year. He's yeah, a, yeah. A... He he got waived earlier, I remember. Mm-hmm. And then so Fabian Zetterland is another one, and Shakir Mukhamadolin. Mm-hmm. I'll try and say that again. Shakir Mukhamadolin. Yeah. And he's Russian. And mm-hmm. I remember when he was drafted, because I was like, well, that's a sweet name. And then uh he is he is a big boy. Um if I'm not mistaken, well, six two one seventy eight. He's not that big. He's he's average size for an NHL player. Um, 
but he's a he's a defenseman um mm-hmm. and i don't think he's played in the nhl yet he's uh you know i think he might even still be over in russia but i th- he might he might be the main um because he was like a relatively high draft pick i think yeah and he, he might be the main sort of prospect coming back i don't know um but i think um you know what what are the draft picks they got out of that they got uh, they I got uh, a 2023 first, which is top two protected. So obviously that's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so they got New Jersey 2023 first, a conditional 2024 second, and a 2024 seventh. Uh, so the condition on the on the second round pick in 2024 uh, is if New Jersey reaches the conference finals, in in 2023 and Meyer plays in at least 50 percent of the playoff uh games or if they get to the 2024 eastern conference finals new jersey will transfer its own first round pick in 2024 to san jose with a top 10 protection so basically if, if Meyer, Meyer yeah Meyer leads them to the promised land then it becomes a 2023 first and a 2024 First. first otherwise it's a second yeah yeah oh, that's, that's a big deal you know, it is um but also if they can extend meyer um yeah now they're talking... I, it's worth it it's worth yeah. it you know he's a he's a great player halifax moosehead uh you know yeah. alumni um played there with nikki ehlers of the mm-hmm. winnipeg jets yeah. uh who look we'll get into the jets in a second because they just picked up nino niederator yeah. Uh, on the trade board there the other day, but um, and you know, there's talk of more moves coming. Um, well, let's just jump into the Jets already. We're here, we are, <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, you know, um, you got to think there's more moves coming. And uh, what did you think of the Nino Niederreiter acquisition by Kevin Shelvedayev? Not, in my opinion, not too bad for a second round draft pick. He's got this year and next year under contract. He's a guy who can score. We've seen him do that in the NHL consistently. Puts mm-hmm. the puts the biscuit in the basket. Um, he plays a relatively heavy game. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna drop the mitts. Not not that kind of heavy. But he he's Is not he- afraid to go to the net. He's not afraid of the corners and all that stuff. I think he's gonna be looking pretty good on a line. This is just me playing coach here. Mm-hmm. With PLD and and uh, Kyle Connor, I think he could, you know, those two big guys yep. open up some space for KFC. Dubois got wheels as well, so he can skate. Um, to be honest, I don't know. Is Niederreiter is he that fast or is he? You I know, don't. Whatever. I don't. He's an like, NHL player, right? Yeah, like, and I mean, he he is. Uh, he's a goal scorer, right? He's got over over seven hundred and eighty eight games. Uh, with Nashville, the Islanders, the Wild, and the Hurricanes. He uh, has amassed 396 points, 200 goals, uh, also has 30 career playoff points, 82 games. Uh, he was a fifth pick overall in 2010. Also Swiss. Look at that. Yeah. Good to, day for Switzerland. It, yeah. 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 Uh, where did he get drafted to? The Islanders? Uh, Islanders it? in 2010. Fifth pick yeah. overall. Yeah. Uh, I think like he he seems to score a lot of his goals in and around the net. I mean, yeah. he's not a blazing speed guy. No, he, he his game goes would to the prob- net. 
Yeah, he's kind of like kind of like Dubois in that regard, right? Like he doesn't mind getting into the tough spots and yeah. kind of muscling, well, muscling is, his way there. And this this is exactly what the Jets need, and and it's become very apparent in the last week or two that the the Jets need to needed to bolster their scoring. Mm-hmm. Now there's you know there's there there's word of. Uh, uh, rumors afloat that the Jets will add maybe a couple other small moves here or there, whatever we'll see. Yeah. But but Nino Niederreiter coming into the Jets, you 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 put you bump Appleton down to the third line by putting Niederreiter in on that top six, which mm-hmm. I think is a better place for Mason Appleton, mm-hmm. who um you know he can he can play, but like you know he can't. He's he not hasn't a top, been able. He's to... not a top six guy. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's a good trade for Winnipeg. And uh, look, they have been ice cold lately. Ice cold. The Jets have lost four of five. I think like seven of nine. Whatever mm-hmm. it is. I, I, I no, no. The record going into last to today was six and nine in their last fifteen, and they've lost now after today four of their last five. So the the Jets are ice cold. We know that. Uh, they. They, the scoring has dried up. We know yeah. that. Yeah, um, and so I think a guy like Nino Niederreiter, you know, he adds, like you say, to that top six group. His 18 goals this year uh, will slot him in as the fourth highest goal scorer on the Jets. I mean, admittedly, he hasn't scored any for them yet. Yeah. But uh, I think, I think you know, like you talk about um, it becoming evident that they needed to bolster their forwards. I think the other thing that's become evident is, you know, last week we were talking about uh, Kevin Shevel day off and we made, made a joke about, you know, what are you going to do? What have, what have you done? Yeah. Um, I think that it's now become evident because they talked about, you know, oh the jets are in on Timo Meyer, the jets are in on this guy or that guy. And I don't think that you're going to see Kevin Shovel day off uh, or, or sell the farm for a guy who doesn't have term left on his yeah. contract. So that's the nice thing about Niederreiter is that he's got another year after this year. He comes in at $4 million next year, which is not a sizable cap hit. Pretty reasonable. Pretty reasonable. Um, but I think that Chevy's kind of gun shy, uh, still going back to like, who was it? Kevin Hayes, where mm. they gave up uh, a first round pick and uh, Brendan Lemieux, who at the time was, I guess, a prospect. Um, and mm. at the end of the year, they didn't make the playoffs or they were ousted in the first round and, and Hayes walked. Right. And so I think that, you know, if you're the Jets, you have to play a bit of a different game when it comes to making moves, because if you, can, you need that guarantee of, of term, right. Essentially. And, so, and so what's interesting about that is that um, one of the rumors that, that seems to have been getting um, some traction is um, Elliot Friedman. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's kind of a, <laughs> He's kind of a he's kind of a of, of a of a, a talking head here in in Canada. He seems to be well connected. He keeps talking about how the Jets seem to be in on Jacob Chikrin yeah. uh, as a potential uh, option. Now they also posited uh, that Chikrin is not going to be moved 
after all of this, right? Because Phoenix's ask is pretty high or Arizona's ask is pretty high. But if the Jets could go get a guy like like Chikrin, he, he has, who a has bit of term on his two years left yeah. after this year, and uh Lawson Kraus, who I would love on Winnipeg, like a big sort of bruising winger, or uh Schmaltz is the other guy, you know, like maybe that's that's the move that Winnipeg goes and makes. And and mm. I mean, as much as we would have loved to have seen Timo Meyer here, uh, I don't think that that was it ever going to happen. Realistic. Well, yeah. he's going to get ten million a ten million dollar um, uh, uh, provisional contract next year, right? So uh, that's. But then you of... think about okay, well, Pierre Luc Dubois RFA needs a contract this summer. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and it's either, in my opinion, you know, we're going to either have to sign Dubois to an extension of a minimum of four or five years. Right. And, and then, you know, that's going to be somewhere 9 million or I don't know what, like it's going to be yeah. a big number. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if, if it were Meyer coming in, then you could basically say like, Hey, okay. PLT, like you're not going to be here next year. Yeah. <laughs> so trade him, recoup some assets and, yeah, and just yeah. kind of move on. Right. Yeah. Ah, but it'll be we'll see what happens in the summer for sure. But yeah. we know one thing, Timo Meyer is a New Jersey devil right now and yeah. he probably will sign an extension there. We'll see what happens, but you would assume, um, uh, other moves that came, uh, today, uh, today or, uh, yesterday, I guess being Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Ivan, uh, Barbashev went to, uh, Vegas from St. Louis. Yeah, um, so St. Louis is officially, you know, they've sold the farm. Well, yeah. not the farm, but they've sold their, their, uh, <laughs> The tractor. Off or whatever. <laughs> the, the tractor, the tractor got sold <laughs> yeah. at auction. Uh, the one that was kind of interesting for me was um, Montreal uh, getting Dennis Gurionov yeah. from the for... stars for Evgeny Dadnoff. And I mean, it's like Gurionov. I I thought he was all right. Yeah. He's a pretty, pretty good player. And he's kind of fallen out of the rotation at in, in Dallas. And I mean, I don't maybe really with have Dadunov, much. Maybe they're thinking they just need a bit more of a scoring touch because uh, he's more of a pure scorer than Gurionov, who I think is a bit of a grinding type of player, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. It's. Uh... I mean, for like Gurionov, though, he's, I guess he's set to become an RFA this coming off season, but he is eight years younger. And, right. uh, you know, he's. It's a weird trade for Dallas to make to me. To be honest, I think Montreal comes out of that trade pretty all right. Well, because they get rid of they get rid of Dadnov's contract, which, you know, um, then uh, uh, minor trade. Well, I guess Colorado's made a couple of minor trades. So they picked up Jack Johnson. They re-picked up Jack Johnson from Chicago for a draft pick. And then they picked up uh, Keith Kincaid uh, from Boston for Shane Bowers. So. I mean, I think that we talked about this last week, like Colorado, um, they've had trouble keeping a, uh, attending tandem uh, healthy, right? So after mm. George, Georgiev, so Kincaid, he's, you know, he's a, he's a, he's had a lot of experience and, you know, whether or not he gets into games or not is, he's is a nice thing. insurance policy policy at the very least i mean you think about colorado a couple years ago so that obviously last year they won the cup with um 
uh, Darcy Kemper, but like right. Pavel Francouz or Francouz or whatever his name is, he had to he had to step in and play some games and win some mm-hmm. games as well. And then, um, you know, but before that, when they had uh, who was the goalie before Kemper there? Oh, anyway, Grubauer. Yeah, Grubauer. He was hurt one time. Francouz was hurt. And then they had to go to Michael Hutchinson in the playoffs. Remember that? Um, good old, good old Hutch in a Hutch, game yeah. in a game seven. Hmm. Yeah. And you know, I mean, he played very well, but you know, it speaks to what you're saying. Like Colorado has had some goaltending sort of issues in a way, um, and they uh, so yeah, get picking up uh, Keith Kincaid. Yeah, I don't mind yeah. it. You know. The thing, the thing that I was going to ask you about, and and I mean, maybe we talked about this last week, but I don't think we did. Was what's up with this policy or this the thing that holdout? seems to be happening? Yeah, I don't I ever don't... remember that happening. Well, when you mentioned that Jacob Trickin might not actually be traded, I was like, he's he been hasn't... held out for well, trade now... related reasons. And They're so going to have to do something about that. They're going to have to crack down. They have he's to. Been, he's been back. Insane. He's been back and apparently like he rejoined the team this weekend and is practicing with them again. Interesting. Um, like, uh, you know, uh, Gavrikov and Columbus hasn't played in a while. He's still practicing, but uh, Patrick Kane. He is me now, up, Patty Kane is. Uh, they're talking out. like him to the Rangers is kind of a foregone conclusion right yeah. now. And they're just trying to figure out the money. So like this, these are two new things that I've never uh, I haven't seen, T- which have become the norm this year. Is Tanner is Janot of Nashville was pulled. also held out, right? Yeah, um, yeah. There's a there's been a handful, yeah, of guys lately. Yeah. Well, and it seems like so this year it's like guys being held out because they're going to get traded, and then all of this, um, this sort of financial uh, finagling between teams retaining contract but then also getting a third team to come in like and, minnesota and, coming in and be like oh yeah, we'll just everybody everybody loves bill Guerin, right like he's <laughs> he's done that twice now yeah, and he 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 somehow he was he i think he was in on that that boston uh washington trade too the right? orlov to yeah. orlov to the bruins and yeah. uh garrett and, hathaway and yeah some for some reason there's bill Guerin in the minnesota <laughs> wild just be like Hey, yeah, what's we'll, up? Uh, we'll just hold that money yeah. for you, I guess. Or whatever. like, I don't, I don't get it. But it, yeah. there's got to be an end game that I obviously just do not understand. But uh, yeah. you got to think like uh, Bill Guerin's not doing it for charity. Like he's got to have something in mind. So we'll see. But Minnesota, of course, coming on hot lately. Uh, they've been playing good hockey. They're doing the opposite of the Jets. They're four wins, one lo- uh, overtime loss. Um, in their last five, uh, and yeah, Minnesota is now sitting second in the central division with 72 points, Colorado and Winnipeg tied with 71 points. Dallas is leading the central with 74 points. Um, so Winnipeg actually slipping to a wild card spot right now, but they're not that far out of being in the top three of their division, of course. Well, and, Uh, and so we, we should play a song and, and then when, when we come back, we can recount our first firsthand experience of uh, watching Winnipeg, <laughs> Winnipeg slip into that, uh, as, that. Uh, as you yeah. and I have uh, 
watched uh, watched the Jets this weekend in person. Yeah, let's do that. So let's go with the classic, uh, the the OG Stompin' Tom Connors, um, from Skinner's Pond, PEI. Um, yeah, the hockey song here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. <laughs> Hello out there, we're on the air, it's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Second period, where players dash with skates of flash, the home team trails behind, but they grab the puck and go bursting up, and they're down across the line. They storm the crease like bumblebees, they travel like a burning flame. We see them slide the puck inside, it's a 1-1 hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Third period, last game in the playoffs, too. Oh, take me where the hockey players face off down the rink. And the Stanley Cup is all filled up for the champs who win the drink. Now the final flick of a hockey stick and a one gigantic scream. The puck is in, the home team wins the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. That was Stompin' Tom Connors with uh, the hockey song. Uh, Connor or Connors? Connors. Okay. Yeah. Not to be confu- not to be confused with Kyle Connor. Yes, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, hockey fans, have you ever watched the Stompin' Tom live at the Horseshoe video? Uh, it's you can watch the whole concert on YouTube. It was filmed very nicely. You know, sometime in the seventies, I assume, uh, the air is so thick with cigarette smoke, but it's a hell of a concert, and uh, I'd recommend tuning in. Anyway, Jared, this weekend we both attended uh, some Winnipeg Jets games. It was only my second game of the season that I attended. I went to my a first game. this year. Okay, right on. Yeah, so it was. I went to uh, the game on Friday against Colorado. You mm-hmm. went to the game on Sunday against the New York Islanders. Uh, same result, both games. Uh, not good, not a good. L, <laughs> a big L for the Jets, um, yeah. both times around. So, you know, the Jets are in a funk. We talked about that in the second period there, and yeah, they just they didn't give the fans a whole lot to cheer about. Although, at least on the Friday night one, it's like hey, it's Friday night, <laughs> you know. Well, uh, 
And you're playing Colorado. It was a marquee matchup against the Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche. You know, we didn't get to see uh, Kale McCarr because he's held out of the lineup for concussion reasons. But we did get to see Nate Dog, you know, Nasty Nate, Nathan McKinnon. Probably my favorite player in the NHL. I just love the way he plays. He's so fast. He's like a bulldog. He just steamrolls up the ice. And he did that 20 seconds into the game and buried the biscuit. And the, the, the abs never looked back. Um, Miko Rantanen, the other abs, you know, superstar. Mm-hmm. He potted the second goal like a minute later, you know, and it was like, we're like, well, I guess it's going to be that kind of night. Um well, and that's yeah. the thing, right? It's like watching, watching. So watching that game before uh, the Friday night skate uh, down here in the neighborhood, it was, uh, they're such a fun team to watch Colorado, yeah. right? Because yeah. they're, they like the puck movement and they just play beautiful, beautiful hockey. And they're so deep. And we talked about this last last week, right? It's like they're getting all their dudes back. Yeah. And, and even with Kale McCaro, they got Bowen Byram and Sam Girard back there who move the puck so well. Yeah. Then they got some other guys that, you know, can just play defense and whatever. But, you know, yeah. Girard basically played a lot of what I think McCarr's minutes, McCarr minutes been or right? whatever. Yeah. And he did a great job. And Bowen Byram, he sniped one, I'm pretty sure. And, uh, I mean, he's a good-looking defenseman. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're a good team. They're, uh, no. It will not surprise me to see a, a Colorado-Tampa final again this year. And actually, eh, bring it on. I would watch that. It would be good. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. and th- this is what, like, we're talking, Ethan and I were talking on the bus. So my son and I went to the game on Sunday against the Islanders, and we were talking on the bus on the way home. You know, he mentioned something that you mentioned that the Jets had fallen into the fourth spot. We're in a wild card position now. And I said, well, you know, uh, it would not surprise me if uh, if Colorado finishes first. Right. Like, no, it won't surprise me in the just, least. They are firing on all cylinders right now. Um, so my game on Sunday was. uh you know, it's great to be there. It's great to be there in the rink. Uh, it's great to go uh, with uh, with your son. Uh, yeah, your, nice matinee your, take, game. Yeah, take your kid. Take your kid. And it was the On next, a beautiful day. The next gen game. So it was like uh, there was kids all over the place and they yeah. were involved in all the game. Um, quite possibly one of the worst hockey games I've, I've watched <laughs> in a long time. The God. Jets in the first period, the Jets had one shot on goal. They were outshot 12 to one. And that one shot came from uh, Brendan Dillon and it was from his own blue line. Oh, geez. I, what and, a, and, and what they a had, sin, eh? Like they were, they, the, the jets were, um, they were pretty lifeless, you know, yeah. like they, they had no jump and the Islanders were, were kind of, doing what they do and they were all over them. They play like the Islanders play like a really um, it's not super entertaining brand. No, of it's hockey. not. They just, they just like, and you know what? They've been doing that for some years now. Yeah. They're a good team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they don't, they're not out there to razzle dazzle and wow you. No. I think Barzell is probably out of the lineup at the moment. Isn't he? He did uh, not. He did not play, but I yeah. mean, but like, still, you know, they, they got Bo, some good players, but Bo Horvat was all over, uh, yeah. all over the place. And 
Um, Noah you know, Dobson, how'd he do? I like that guy. He's a good defenseman. Number eight, I believe, on the Islanders. I, I can't remember seeing him either. Okay. But Maybe he... uh, Horvat scored a nice shorthanded goal oh, yeah. uh, to put them up one nothing, And then um, Brock Nelson scored a really, really nice goal in the second period. So, like, th- like I said, they got outshot 12-1. And then they had a couple of – there was a scrap, which was nice. Uh, PLD fought with uh, Scott Mayfield, yeah. uh, a little bit of a tussle, and uh, and so uh, Ethan, my son, he got excited. He's like, "Oh, there it is!" <laughs> you know, like this is gonna this is gonna get him going. And they got a power play shortly thereafter. And you th- you're thinking, "Okay, boys, here we go, here we go." Yeah, and it Not didn't so happen. much. Not didn't so happen. Much. Uh, so that's like something like the seventh time in a row that the Islanders have now beat the Jets. Yep. Uh, so that goes back a few years, obviously, because they only play each other what twice a year, maybe mm-hmm. three times a year. I don't know what. Yeah. And then, of course, there was the year of just the Canadian division. Yeah. The, the Metropolitan. You know, they played only in division. So, so last time they beat they the Islanders, was, see the Islanders that was probably year. like 2018-ish. Yeah. I've yeah. seen the Islanders come to town twice in the last couple of years. And mm-hmm. yeah, they've they've beat the Jets both times. And easily, it seemed like, you know, yeah. like they just they just lull them to sleep or something. And mm-hmm. not the most exciting games to go to. No. I like the Islanders, but man, yeah, no, it's uh... it was it was not it was not a particularly um entertaining hockey game. And yeah. uh, you know, obviously we came out on the short end of the stick, losing four nothing after an empty yeah. net goal as well. Um, but fun to be at the rink, though. Um, fun to be at the rink. I had a good time on Friday night at the rink, and uh, you know, we sat in. I sat in some seats that, uh, you know, in a in an area that I'd never sat in before. So that was kind of fun. Yeah. And um, I got to see some some fantastic uh, NHL players, Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen, and you know all these guys. And uh, you know, it's a shame the Jets couldn't couldn't do anything <laughs> but well, we're no we're, we're running out of time here jared yeah. so i think we probably got to get to our last song yeah uh, any ideas what you're gonna play <laughs> i was thinking the oh. hockey song wow it's, it's been a while <laughs> since you've heard that one on this show so you yeah. might as well you might as well uh fire that up yeah yeah so we'll go for the third installment of the hockey song this is del barber and the no regretskis um and yeah it's uh this whole album is is awesome yeah. I love it so much. And uh, this is, yeah, this is his rendition of the hockey song here on Talking Hockey, the hockey talking show. We thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. And uh, keep your stick on the ice.
cup is all filled up 